Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, saints. Thank you so much for joining with me today. I'm Dale. Tell you what, we're going to start wrapping up. May actually do it today. Uh, may take a couple episodes. Who knows? Uh, wrapping up everything that we've seen to this point in time and the response of Jesus to the question that the disciples ask over Matthew 24, uh, Luke 21, uh, Mark 13, uh, what we call the Olivet Discourse. They had asking, when will these things occur and what will be the sign of your coming again and of the end of the age? The Matthew passage in about 10 verses, Jesus gives a gigantic panoramic overview of everything that's going to occur from the time they ask that question until we enter into all eternity. It's a marvelous passage. So we've looked in Matthew, we've looked in Daniel, we've looked in First and Second Thessalonians, we've looked in Revelation a good bit. There is much said about all this with little snippets here and there all through the prophets. I just want to give you a synopsis of what is yet to come and what's referred to as the 70th week of Daniel, the last seven-year time period. Now, again, you've heard me say this several times. Quite often you'll hear people say, oh, that's the tribulation period, and that's not true. There's no such thing as a seven-year tribulation. There is the great tribulation, and the great tribulation occurs within that seven-year period. But the seven-year period is not the tribulation period. And you will see that term used, I mean, by God-fearing, godly, brilliant people that I highly respect and read their writings. They use that term. And I just have to, I just know that they're incorrect. That's just not what the Scripture says. It does wind up guiding their thoughts and some things. And so uh, that's the reason that uh, there's nobody that's absolutely correct on all these things. But the things I'm going to be sharing with you now, uh, I'm, I am convinced that this is absolutely correct uh, when you look at the totality of what the Word of God says. So here's what's going to occur. At some point in time, there's going to be a covenant that's going to be made. And it's either going to be like a new covenant, a, a new peace treaty, or it's going to be something that is uh, strengthened or it confirms and affirms a previous one. But there's going to be a covenant, a treaty made between uh, the one that will become the man of lawlessness and the many, uh, which is a picture of Israel, of the Jewish people. So this covenant will begin, and that will begin a seven-year period. That seven-year period is actually divided into two parts in Scripture. It's described as 1,260 days or three and a half years or time times or half a times or 42 months. All those time frames are three and a half years long. Most of them are referring to the last three and a half years of that seven-year time period. The first three and a half years, at the very beginning, it's going to look great and wonderful, okay? And what you're going to see is that man's thinking, oh, yeah, peace has finally arrived. Peace is finally here. Uh, you know, we have reached the nirvana that we've been struggling for. But underneath and very quickly, there's going to be evil that's taking place. And we actually see that with the opening of the seals in Revelation. The opening of the first three seals takes place in the first half of that seven-year time frame, the first three and a half years. More than likely, there's going to be a sacrificial system that will be reinstituted among the Jewish people. Some people believe that a temple will be rebuilt because they say, well, they have to have a temple to sacrifice. No, they don't. They sacrificed for hundreds of years with the Mosaic Tabernacle. 
God had them build a tabernacle, what we see with Moses. God did not have them build a temple. David wanted to build a temple, King David. He wanted to build a temple unto the Lord. And the Lord says, no, I will not let you do that because you're a man of war. But I will let you, David, collect the stuff, the materials, and then your son can build a temple. So Solomon built the temple. He wasn't a man of war. He was a man of women, but that's another story. And so he built the temple. But God never instructed and commanded them to build the temple. He allowed them to do it. And then he honored it, and his power and presence came into the first temple. You do not see his power and presence coming into the uh, uh, the second temple, okay, the Nehemiah temple, nor into uh, the uh, Herod temple. You don't see that, but you see it in the first one. The reason I share that is the Jewish people could start sacrificing now without a temple by using the Mosaic tabernacle. And they've got all the stuff put together for that. They could put that together in a week's time. Seriously. And so if, if, if they had opportunity to establish that upon the land where they think they're supposed to have it, I know people say, oh, well, the Muslims have that. The, the Dome of the Rock is uh, sitting on top of it right now. Well, not really. Not really. Now, I'm not going to get into it right now. But the latest understanding of those that I sort of trust within this arena shows that where the temple was actually built, where the building was, is not where the Dome of the Rock is. And the Jewish people already own the land right now. They could go in there and set up a mosaic tabernacle and start a sacrificial system. Now, I believe that they, I know they will be sacrificing because what we're going to see as we go along with this conclusion. But uh, I think that's going to be part of the covenant, part of the peace treaty, that they will be allowed to be sacrificing. And they will do this for three and a half years. But you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. There will be an increase in evil, even though it looks like everything is great and wonderful. Halfway through that seven-year time period, the man of lawlessness, the man of lawlessness will stop the sacrifices. Now, what I think is likely to happen is that, yeah, they will be given permission to actually start building a temple, but they will start sacrificing immediately in a mosaic tabernacle, for instance, and they'll start working on the temple and in three and a half years' time, they'll have a temple done. When it's done, they think they're going to be sacrificing. But no, this man of lawlessness will walk in, will stop the sacrifices, will literally go into the holy of holies of that temple and declare himself to be God. It's an abomination of desolation that Daniel talked about in Daniel chapter 9. It's the abomination of desolation that Jesus references in Matthew 24, 15, when he says, when you see this occur... Then let those who are in Judah flee to the mountains. If you're in the house, go out immediately. Don't even stop. If you're on the rooftop, don't even grab anything as you're going out. If you're in the field, don't go back to the house. Run to the mountains immediately because the abomination of desolation is taking place. And there is going to be a persecution unlike anything that's ever occurred before. Okay, Jesus himself said that. Remember Matthew 24, this, there's going to be a persecution unlike anything before. He said, as a matter of fact, this persecution is going to be so bad that even the elect, if possible, would be deceived. The idea being that it's not possible, but it's going to be so, so bad that you can see how the elect would say, well, Lord, what's going on here? What's happened? When this man of lawlessness breaks his covenant, Halfway through at the midpoint of this 70th week of Daniel, of this seven-year time period, 
he then begins to persecute the Jewish people and the offspring of the Jewish people. That's what we saw in Revelation 12, the church. How do I know it's the church? Because the offspring are described as those who adhere to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the church, okay? That is the church. And so halfway through that seven-year period begins what Jesus called, Jesus was the one who coined the phrase, what Jesus called the Great Tribulation. I tell you what, i got to stop right here. We'll pick it up at this point in our next time together. Thank you for being with me. I'll see you then.